0: Welcome back to Damn Good Brands. Today we're diving into the world of real estate with Julie Newdow and Mark Landisman. With over 30 years of experience in the industry, Julie and Mark are ranked in the top 1% of real estate broker teams by the Wall Street Journal. In this episode, Julie and Mark share their insights on professional growth in the real estate industry and the impact of the recession on the market. They also discuss how trust is the key to maintaining client retention and share details about their success mindsets, emphasizing the importance of working hard to make the life lives of others better. Their inspiring conversation left me very fired up and motivated. Hope you all enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Here are Mark Landisman and Julie Newdow. Julie, Mark, thank you both for being here. How's it going?
1: Going great. So happy to be here.
0: Pleasure to be here. Good, good. Really happy to have you both on the podcast. So for our listeners, can you just give us a general sense of what you both do?
1: Sure. We have a real estate team here in Manhattan, the New Dow Landisman team, and we work Mm -hmm. under the aegis, I guess you would say, of Compass. That's Mm -hmm. our company, but we're all independent contractors as real estate brokers. And we sell, we help uh, buyers, renters, investors in mostly Manhattan, but we do go to Brooklyn, we do the Hamptons also, and we refer everywhere. We have referral partners in every major city.
0: Excellent. Yeah. And how long have you both been in business together?
1: About 8 years. years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mhm. And cool. I have been in a real estate broker for over 35 years and mm-hmm. Mark has been in the financial sector as a CFO of various companies and as a public and private accountant and he is still a CPA. Oh, wow. which is which is quite a feat because if you know anything about it in New York you have to do continuing ed which is extensive wow and every year and uh, quite a bit of studying so anyway he brings that part to our that's
0: partnership good to it's have. really great yeah. yeah i'm sure that's a good thing to have built into one of the partners of the company for sure yeah.
2: well we oh. you know we bring a different dimension to a relationship mm-hmm. with a client where Julie is the encyclopedia of real estate mm. based on her 35 plus years of experience. And I bring the financial aspect to it in terms of crafting a deal, negotiating, um, you know, trying to be as creative as possible to get our client to where they need to be. Yeah.
1: And it's, it's something that's so helpful with, for example, investors. When we bring investors, we do everything for them. Giving them, you know, of course, the negotiating all of that, but the return on their investment. Mm-hmm. And then there are co-ops in New York City. For anybody that doesn't know, so big difference between co-ops and condos. When you deal with co-ops, it is as much an art as yeah. a science. And if you don't, if you're not meticulous, which is Mark's strong point, mm-hmm. uh, among many others, uh, you can get a more turndown, down. And everybody's put all their life into this, and people this is such a huge decision huge huge investment and then nothing like they suddenly Yikes. don't have a new home if if it doesn't work out right. thankfully we have I'm very happy to say a great record with this it doesn't really happen for our team but it can and what happens is we represent both buyers and sellers and mm-hmm. i would say not even 99 100% of the time when we get to uh, we review i should say the board package from a broker Bringing a buyer to our listing, to our mm-hmm. listing, we end up needing to amend and edit and fix and make beautiful the board package a hundred percent of the time, and it takes a tremendous amount of work. But thankfully, mm-hmm. it, the presentation is great, and then you know everybody's happy, and we get a board approval. Uh, but that's
0: so really well-rounded system. services. Mm-hmm.
1: That's what we try to.
0: And I'm sure dealing with a co-op board, that's a lot of personality types to deal with.
3: Oh, boy. You <laughs> so know, funny. it's out
1: of our hands. Yeah, you know, a co-op board can, can make a decision for any reason as long as it's legal. So right. Of course, they cannot uh, decide based on color of your skin or something like this, of course. But they can say, you know, you have a blue shirt on today. I don't like it. Mm. Or I don't like that personality. Or that. Or you have $50 million. Well, I want $100 million. In wow. The like, they can have crazy... Things they can they can turn down a dog, you know. Dog doesn't behave right,
0: you know. (laughs)
2: So, but you know, I've I've sat on boards myself.
0: Okay, so there's reviewing
2: these packages and approving or disapproving. So I know what a board looks for. Mm -hmm. So on top of having the ability to tell the story that we need to, I know what the story is that the board is looking for to get to an approval.
0: So you can consult in that capacity Mm -hmm. also. Yeah, because I'm sure the intricacies of that and all those personality types has got to be really complicated. Yeah.
2: So you you need to tell a story. So it's not only showing the financials of Mm. a potential purchaser, but you have to make them appeal to the board and for the board to to acknowledge that they're going to be a positive addition to their building.
0: Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's storytelling
2: that's storytelling yeah. so it's not just numbers it's you're crafting a story
0: right and there's details to leave out and there's probably right. details to emphasize right. and all of that okay. yeah it sounds like it's real art Yeah. and in addition you both are a top one percent team according to the wall street journal mm-hmm. congratulations thank you of very
1: much
0: how did you ascend to that level can you talk about the development of the company what made the difference with your team
2: well, for, for our team, what we do is we base most of our business on referrals. Mm. We've experimented with various ways to build our business. The referral warm lead business is the best business to be going after. Warm leads. Uh, warm leads, you know, we treat all of our clients, whether they're buying a $300,000 co op or a $25 million townhouse the same. Mm -hmm. And we treat them as if they're our family and we guide them to the best of our ability and our hope is not only are they happy with their purchase or their sale but they're happy enough that they could refer us to their friends and family. And that's where the lion's share of our business comes from. And
1: relationships are the most important thing. So we don't care if if it takes one day or it takes three years or whatever it is. We just want to be the go to people for them and like Mark's saying, their friends, family, everything mm-hmm. and we found that that's the best way to build business but also to feel good about what we're doing. I mean, right. That's, that's why we love what we do because mm-hmm. we get to help people and to let them know that we're here for them for the long run and and, and it's not a transaction to it. We're not right. transactional. There are people who work in that way and that can work for them, but that's the way we've been able to build our business and feel good about it and love what we're doing,
2: so. Right. And our relationship doesn't end with our clients upon closing. Right. You know, we've had people call us two or three years after the closing and say, you know what, we're thinking about redoing our bathroom. Do you Mm -hmm. have a contract that you could recommend? And we say, of course, and we will hook them up and if they need help in coming up with the project plan, we're there for them, and as Julie said, we look to have a lifelong relationship with our clients in anything real estate related, whether mm-hmm. they're thinking about making investment, they're thinking about making change, they're thinking about fixing their apartment, they have an issue, they need a resolution. We want to be that resource. And mm-hmm.
1: something that we do that differentiates us with investors is if people purchase with us, we will manage the property on an ongoing basis oh, after wow. for no fee. And we do everything. and We find that this, you know, we'd have, we have a lot of return customers and people will continue to invest. We, just yesterday, one of our investors said, okay, I'm ready for another one. Mm-hmm. We'll, so what management means is we're the go-between between, say, we'll, we'll put a tenant in for them and we will help with, the rent we will help with repairs, whatever it is so that the landlord is just able to live their lives, and but we do everything else. to wow.
2: further enlighten or, or fill out the picture, mm-hmm. when you get a tenant, you've got to market the property, you've got to take pictures of the property, you've got to do a listing, you've got to interview the people coming in that are potential renters of that property, uh, you've got to do background and credit checks on them, and do a lease. So we, will, we do all of that.
1: That's just getting them in, and then, mm-hmm. as Mark right. was saying, the way that we want to be lifelong uh, partners, so to speak, uh, we'll do everything after that too. So it's just an ongoing basis. Oh, that's basis smart. And
0: keeps you in the picture. Mm-hmm. Keeps
1: yes, and we keep connected to both. And then, uh, who knows? The tenants might say, "Okay, now I'm ready to purchase." You know, all kinds of things happen from these relationships.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like, I mean, technically some would call it networking, but that feels so transactional. This is mm-hmm. relationship building. There's a real You're- difference. But
1: that's interesting you say that because I think that networking actually works best mm. when you are building relationships. Right? right. Yes, of course we want the connections and to make, you know, that's the idea, I guess. I just went to a, a group last night. and But building the relationships is probably the most helpful to getting those referrals. Because mm-hmm. right? who... Do, I'll never forget this. This is I started uh, at Corcoran uh, mm-hmm. many years ago, and they showed us a video. They're like, the question was, okay, why did you choose your broker? And uh, they went around the table, every single person, no exceptions. Just said, I liked him, I liked her. It was, mm-hmm. There
3: was there yeah. was
1: no other reason. So in networking, business networking, I find the same thing. I mean, of right. course, I think. Mark and I would take it a step further we don't refer people that we have not actually typically even used like right. an attorney we've actually worked with him an accountant whatever but in the end, who are you thinking of when you you know yeah you like them and and trust them I guess that's the other thing.
0: yeah I've heard that that's exactly why people will do business mm-hmm. with other people yes. especially with like larger deals is I like mm-hmm. you I trust you yes. right? Right. you know you can have all the bona fides in the world but if you don't have those exactly. handled exactly. you know That's everything. And it sounds like that's been a focus of yours since day one, just building that trust.
1: And that we're very hands on. We like to, we've kept our team to this size so that we are present for everything from showings to negotiations. It's not somebody they've never met and that
0: kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So where do you feel the real estate market is now in the context of 2022, the upcoming recession? Where do you feel like the market is at? And I know that's a large question, so we can scale it down to New York if needs be. Sure. But um, what is the market looking
2: like Well, looking well like these I, days? I would certainly scale it to New York, and then I would subdivide it by pricing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So certainly under $3 million, you have a buyer who is usually making a purchase because they need to make a purchase. Mm-hmm. They have a change in their life. They are their families getting larger, their families getting smaller, um, things are happening in their lives that cause them to make a purchase. So they're motivated purchasers and they're in the market. So we find even though interest rates are rising significantly, um, take an apartment that's priced fairly under three million dollars in good shape, a nice building, nice location, that's gonna sell and it's gonna sell quickly. Mm. Over $3 million, and as you start climbing the ladder, it becomes less motivating for people to do something. Uh, at a certain price point, you're getting into a situation where people are looking for second, third, or fourth homes. Maybe they have homes in other parts of the country and they're looking to get presence in New York City that's a nice to have, not necessarily have to have. Mm-hmm. So there's been a low in the higher end of the market. Um, and the interesting thing is, is that at that end of the market, it's less interest sensitive because many of those price points are paying cash. So there more worries and more the macroeconomic side mm-hmm. of worrying about you know, are we going to have a recession? Is there going to be a downturn? Is that going to then impact on prices and drive prices down? They don't want to be the one that overpaid for something. Right. So they're looking for deals. On the other side, the sellers are looking to discount against uh, maybe a recession. So that's the issue that you have in the higher price points.
0: Mm, okay and for people who want to get into the market like younger people or mm-hmm. people who are making a career change mm-hmm. considering real estate mm-hmm. where is for lack of a better term where's the action is it about being an agent is it about being a realtor um, where where do, where should people focus these days if they're just career wise career wise yeah
2: it's a relationship business as we described to you yeah so if you have a young person who's thinking about real estate And they're in a family, let's say, that has extensive connections. Or they've made extensive connections in college, let's say. Mm -hmm. And they've got friends that are out in the world starting their lives, potentially creating families. And they have a network that they could rely on. That's something that's going to generate a business for them. Mm -hmm. And they
1: have to be able to start and I'd say leave at least six months, I would venture to say even a year where they can support themselves otherwise, Mm. not depending upon income from this, unless they have, like Mark's saying, contacts, but then say they have contacts on steroids or something, they might be able to work quickly. And what I'd suggest is... uh, um, bonding with a team, going with a, an experienced team to learn sense. the ropes, to really right. be in. That's the fastest way and the smartest way. And Especially if they have connections, someone will be, I mean, they can come to us. Yeah. We'd be happy to uh, work together with them and and help them learn. You
2: know. mm. Right. So, you know, to, to build the business, the connections are essential, but you also have to know what to do with you those connections when you're right. putting them in. Exactly. And that, you know, advice that Julie's giving in terms of affiliating with a team to learn is the best advice. Because you could take courses. You can you know, do various methods of trying to get educated on it. But there's you have to be in like, the street. Right. You have to be working with people. You have to be up to your eyeballs and doing deals right. to really learn
1: it. And there's nothing like experience. So that's something that we could offer a person like this. Uh, you know just immediately the whole lay of the land as Mark likes to say
3: mm-hmm. and
1: quickly so all they have to do is and we and we have actually some companies actually not individuals but companies that refer to us and it's a great partnership because they give us leads so this is the other side of it the, the relationships we that are new mm. and we get introductions and we can take it and we've had a lot of success with that uh, this year in particular, where sometimes it can be a a very big transaction and it's quick because we know just how to pinpoint, you know, they'll give us the parameters, we nail it and take them out and can find them what they need. So that's helpful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So between the people who refer business to you and the people that you refer business to and your client base, it's a lot of relationships to Mm -hmm. manage are there any keys to staying in touch with all these people a on a recurring basis? a great question
1: because we are in the thick of it right now. Our, okay. One of the reasons that we like to be with Compass is we have probably the most advanced CRM mm-hmm. systems. And we have a ton of training that's offered to us. So we are right now, so interesting you asked that, going through and redoing a lot of it. So that helps us. Yes, just recently I started to tell you that I'm a performer. And um, so I'm a singer, and we wanted to invite all our clients. Oh, very cool! And so our system allowed us to make a beautiful invitation, and I could do a template for the invitation. But then I can actually go in very quickly and personalize each one. I could so that which we want to do. You mm-hmm. know, people think we're just yeah mail merge. Exactly right, uh, and it was it was great. I and mean, we just did a. An event and a lot of people came, and it, it was a another that's another whole thing to talk about, but a great way to connect with our clients, yeah. which is kind of left field from real estate. But, but what we found very successful,
0: yeah, it all has to go in a system, whether it's HubSpot yeah, or Salesforce, I mean, or yes, yeah, exactly so important. So you know. we
1: have our own proprietary system, that's not the only proprietary system, we also have a system at Compass where each of our clients gets a personal web page. We can create it very quickly. Oh, that's great. Populate it, yes, with um, specific properties in within their parameters, and in real time, mm-hmm. communicate with them. So they, we send them the properties, they go onto their own pages, they can write, a, oh, okay, I want to see this one Wednesday too, and in real time, just as if it was Facebook or something, we can write back, great,
0: and go from there. So. Very cool. So on the topic of closing, obviously, yeah. it's a very important part of business. And we've talked a lot about the relationship building and the trust building. As far as closing, you're both a 1% firm. I don't see any Wolf of Wall Street or Gordon Gecko energy. You both feel like very trustworthy people. Um, what is it? What, is, what are the things you think about when it comes to closing?
2: So what we do primarily is just being honest with people. Yeah. If somebody is looking at a piece of property and let's say the property is listed for two and a half million dollars, I do an analysis of really what the worth of that property is mm-hmm. And if the, that property is really worth a million eight, I will tell them this property is worth a million eight. There is an economic value and there's an emotional value yeah and I can only guide you on the economic value and I will tell you economically this property is worth a million eight. Don't spend anything more than that. So, anything you spend over that 1.8 is because you really love it and you, this is your dream place. And I'm not one to tell you, don't go for your dream. Mm-hmm. I can only advise you in terms of the economic value of it. Yeah. So, people appreciate that. You know, in many cases, they expect that we're in it just to make our commission.
0: Right. And to boost
2: those and numbers. And they walk in and they say, I love that apartment for two and a half million dollars. I'm going to tell them, yeah, sure, go put your offer in, buy it for $2.5 million. But when I entered the business, I told Julie, I'm a, again, as she mentioned, I'm a CPA, mm-hmm. chief financial officer for multiple companies. I can't sleep at night if I can't be honest with people. Yeah. So if I told you that that apartment was worth $2.5 million and that's what you should spend on it, I couldn't do the business. And that's what mm-hmm. I told Julie when I entered the business. Said if I can't be honest with people and tell them what, where value lies and to try to guide them to make smart decisions, then this business is not for me. Yeah. And she, her instructions to me was just be yourself. Mm. So that's all I am. Is I'm, I'm myself. So I'm going to tell you that apartment is worth a million eight. And this is the reasons why it's worth a million eight. I'm mm-hmm. just not going to tell you that's what it is. Here's my analysis. This is where the value lies. I'll follow your instructions. You're at the end of the day. You're the captain. Yeah. Uh, You know, we are your first mate. Yeah. And tell us where you want to go.
1: And this this goes across the board. This can be with sellers too. And and so very often people call us in, tell me what my place is worth. We're going. It would be very easy to pump up numbers and say, you know, because we want to list the property or something like this. But like we absolutely are so not. We're just not going to do it uh so we we as mark said we want to be authentic and we want to tell you the truth even right. if a seller maybe doesn't want to hear certain numbers we say there's an emotional component there too and we we preface it with we think of ourselves as a team so mm-hmm. we'll tell you here's what we think monetarily financially here's what the the market will bear and the buyers are setting the market here's the real thing now if you so let's say it's worth one eight, but they want to list it at 2.5. We would say we really don't advise that because days on the market is very important, and it is going to sit there.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: However, you, you have to feel good. So how about we figure out a number. Maybe it's higher than what we think the market price is, and you try it, but let's have an agreement together that if we don't see the action, the offers, within 30 days, something like this, we do a reduction. So it's that kind of... Um, Thing too. And when we go to show apartments to, we're working with our buyers and we get there, there, as Mark said, there are these two components. So we, again, give our real analysis. This is what we think. Listen, there is no view. We are looking at a brick wall. Mm. Yeah, but I, the buyer says, yeah, but I gotta have this place. We'll say, okay, we just want you to know. If and when you decide you're going to sell it one day, here's what buyers are going Mm -hmm. to say. And if you still want it, you know, we support you. Yeah. So it's this kind of thing too.
0: Yeah. Um, so it's largely a matter of like of compassionate, authentic, doing authentic and compassionate business. And, being do, the and doing, want doing, to doing deal the with. right thing. Yeah, exactly.
3: You'll, yes.
0: And word gets around, I would imagine. Right. It seems like it has with you both that you're, you know, being trustworthy in an industry where there's the trustworthy oh ones. Oh my gosh. And not so <laughs> In an industry much.
1: where before we even get to the door, we are perceived as like, just Everything.
2: the transaction. Right. All right. into is, is for I our w- commission. I once oh. read a
1: study where we were like, below, I mean, real estate brokers were seen as below, like, used car salesmen. What? Forgive me, used car salesmen who are out there. Um, right. Yeah, we were like, yeah. I Stock mean, brokers. Mean, like, attorneys. Wow. You know, they
2: oh, below, below all those. Way
1: below. Like, wow. really at the bottom. So we, and we know that, and we get it, and so we try to come in saying you know, we understand the perceptions and hopefully you'll see something different and yeah we're not yeah. transactional so well
0: it represents an opportunity because you can both be outliers and mm. a sea of sharks you? you know you got a couple of dolphins <laughs> that's good to have
1: thank you yeah yeah it's a crazy world out there um but we love it i guess that's the main that's why we're you love so fortunate you so yeah. fortunate i i cannot remember a morning in all of these years, where I don't get up and say, "I this this is great, mm. this is fun," and we get paid for it. So right, right.
0: Yeah. What what is it about this industry that is so exciting to you?
1: I think it's uh, the um, the challenge every mm-hmm. day, a new challenge. It's creative, which I ne- coming from music, I thought, well, "How's it going to be creative? Something else going to be as fulfilling as music?" It is, I find, wow. and uh, we get to be our own bosses. So I, I, there's just nothing like that yeah. in this world, I think.
2: Uh, let, let me add one other yeah. factor, having impact on people's lives.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, somebody's coming Absolutely. with an issue yep. or a desire, right. and we have the ability to, p- to play a major role in their lives. In their
1: biggest purchase, most likely. In yeah.
2: most many times people. their biggest purchase, and to really help You know, you get to help people one on one. Mm -hmm. And there is a benefit that you get in doing that that you don't get in other environments. You know, as the chief financial officer of a company of 250 people, you have an obligation to make the company run really well because you have 250 families dependent on that company to feed their families. Right. But that's the view from 50,000 feet you don't get that one-on-one benefit in running that company. Right. When you're dealing in real estate, as we are, it's not macro, it's micro. We are seeing the benefits both economically and personally Mm -hmm. for every transaction that we do. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of responsibility, but again, it's no less... Responsibility than doing it for 250 people, but you don't feel that from individuals, mm. generally speaking. Right. When you're doing that, you know they expect that the company is going to run right, and they're going to get their paychecks every two weeks, and just do your job and make the company work. Right. Uh, you really have accolades. People coming to you say, "Thank you so much for enabling me to live my life." Yeah. But when you're on a one-on-one transaction occurs people come to us they write to us they call us. thank you so much for all of your help and guidance we really appreciate all of your work
0: yeah I mean it's got to be a great feeling to bring somebody to their dream house you right know, whether it's a family or an individual or a couple or whatever the case may be that's got to be a great feeling yeah. after all the paperwork and all the work yep. that you know went into it you know that they're happy in the place that they probably will spend right. most of their life and like, yeah.
2: likewise, you know, there are other circumstances where people, for whatever reason, have to sell and they have to sell for a personal reason. Mm-hmm. So that helps them solve whatever personal issue they have as well in getting that apartment or building sold. Yeah. All right.
0: This next question might be a little out of the ether, a little new agey, but uh, I feel like a lot of people are thinking about the mindset of success, the mindset of other abundance, whether it's financial or, or whatever, the secret or whatever the case may be. Are there any mindsets you both try to remain in touch with in terms of success? I
1: yeah. would say very much with what we've been talking about with relationships, so that it's not the end product. We're not looking to, oh my gosh, you know, I have to make a dollar. It's the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's like, just how can we help people and make their lives better? And then our, our lives are better yeah. as a result.
2: And I would that's add to it. that, you've got to have a mindset that there are no shortcuts. Mm. That's true, too. There, you know, you'd like it to be easy. Nothing in, that's worthwhile in life is easy, right. including this. So you have to work hard. You have to dedicate yourself 100% to whatever task that you're attacking uh, because otherwise it's you know, you're know you not going to get to a good result. Yeah.
1: And you know what one of the – you were talking about like secrets and the underneath stuff. What is that thing? I think one of the most important aspects of this business and maybe a whole bunch of others is people want to be heard. Mm. So we are not only very responsive – almost around the clock, I would say, with few exceptions, um, because it's such an emotional decision, except like when we're working with investors, obviously that's different. But as far as like this being the biggest purchase of many people's lives, uh, and because they're very often going through difficult life transitions, uh, we like to really let them know that we are there and that we hear them. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's almost a therapeutic relationship. We're right. listening to, and we're in, and, you know, people are sharing, especially as we were describing with a co-op, something like, well, actually almost any purchase, but especially with a co-op, every last detail of your financial life must be revealed. And you might as well be asking someone to take their clothes off. Like, you know, we're <laughs> yeah. talking about well, the most intimate...
2: And it's not only financial, it's personal too. Correct. When you're dealing with a co-op, right. they can you've, got to, you've got to no. basically give the co-op board a bio. A bio. You've got to get right. personal reference letters. Huh. You know, there's a great deal of personal that goes into it too. Yeah, right? and so sounds like it. And
1: we want to, you know, we very often have to walk people through this whole process and just, as we're saying throughout, really be there for them throughout, but it's very much um, just a personal and private uh, situation. Mm-hmm. We also, make sure that people know this is confidential and that we we always use a lot of discretion we, we represent celebrities we represent um you know people who are very very private uh and it's critical you know but yeah. even if people are not celebrities or have some have crazy money some have it, it, you know it, it's a very small transaction but for them mm-hmm. And for us, it is as it's the same thing. Like Mark start, started out when we started talking, we, we view it the same way. And right. It's really critical that they know that they are being heard, and we are there for every step.
0: That's great. And I feel like that's great advice. Thank you. Yeah, Mark, with your CFO background, um, any financial acumen that you think you know, younger people or financial skills that you think, regardless of business, that younger people need to develop and have.
2: You well, know, the, the, the number one would be budgeting. Okay. Because what you see sometimes is that younger people they want a lifestyle that maybe they can't afford. Mm-hmm. And they could end up being very unhappy, being house rich and cash poor. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're using fifty percent of their monthly take home pay to, to pay their mortgage and their maintenance or their common charges and real estate taxes they're going to be loving their house but being really unhappy with their lives because they can't afford to go out for sushi right. or go to a show or be with their friends you know going out go taking a vacation so balance is very important mm-hmm. you know you know the the purchasing a home is only one aspect of your happy life Mm -hmm. balance and budgeting are key yeah
1: and saving that's what i would throw Mm -hmm. out into the mix yeah very early on whatever you can do even if it's a small amount because boy can it add up Mm. that's what i was taught
3: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah it makes a lot of sense and Julie, you alluded to, I mean, being a creative yourself, mm-hmm. being in music, being a singer, mm-hmm. that you're able to channel your creative spirit into this business. Mm-hmm. Can you give us some more details on that?
1: Sure. Uh, it's trying to think outside of that proverbial box. Right. You know. Like somebody, it, it, someone comes to us and says, okay, I want this, this, this. We ask a lot of questions and we meet with them as soon as possible and we actually see things and we watch what works for them. Very often people cannot necessarily articulate it. They don't know quite what they want or what's best for them. And that's, we have such a knowledge of the whole market Mm -hmm. and how, what might work best for them that that's part of the creative part. Mm -hmm. You know, is putting the pieces together, thinking, I know you're telling me you want this, but do you mind, how about we take a look at that? Or uh, you know, just, just something that's a little different, and very often they're like, oh, my gosh, that's the one. So, <laughs> so right. I'd say that's part of the creative
0: process. That makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. so for people in business, whether they're in real estate or not, are there any other business skills that you think people do need to focus on develop, particularly younger people as we enter a potential recession what are some of the skills that just never go out of fashion oh, regardless I would say of
1: absolutely showing up being responsive professional mm-hmm. uh, as Mark said not taking shortcuts just you know the diligence of if you're given well, if you're given a task to do it the right way and I'd say mentors also mm-hmm. mentors is a what, you know, look to people who have what you want, mm-hmm. do what they do, ask them questions. Uh, but I would say the, as far as the starting out, whatever position you're in, just do the best job you can and be very professional. That's it. Yeah. That's
2: a and a high point. level of character. Yeah. It was well as, as it's been said, you know, when you're doing the right thing when nobody is looking, then you're doing the right thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's everything. Uh,
2: yep.
1: Everything. Right. Yeah. And your word is your word. Your word. Your yes. word. You know, I, I learned about real estate from my dad when I was very young, like, you know, eight years old or something. And he would do deals on um, a handshake, wow. literally. <laughs> You're thinking went of a contract. And I, now that cannot be done today. I mean, you just can't. I, well, there may be a few people. Right. I, I, I would say we, we know some, but not too many. And uh, I would like to think that we could, we, when we give our word, yeah, it's
2: just and, and another piece of advice for young people starting out in the business world, it's okay to say you don't know. Yes. Mm. You're much better off saying, I don't know, I'll research it and I'll come back to you with the answer than giving the wrong advice because you feel that in order to come across as intelligent, right. you have to have an answer. Yeah. But giving the wrong answer is much worse than saying i don't know but i'll get back to you quickly with the correct answer
0: yeah because then you lose trust because people see right through that immediately they just kind of know Mm -hmm. yeah so another thing i wanted to get into is the the idea of giving back i mean when you're successful it is important karmically business-wise for your soul whatever, um to give back to some degree and from what I understand, you're, you're involved in a number of charities, some of which are animal related. Can you talk about how you give back?
2: Well, what, one of the major ones I've been involved with is with Best Friends. Mm-hmm. So Best Friends is a, a, a group that's dedicated to eliminating kill shelters for dogs across the country. And they actually have a sanctuary in Utah where they take in all kinds of animals oh, wow. to protect, but they're, they're dedicated to finding homes for dogs, cats, even other animals, uh, as opposed to killing them. Uh, and I think that's an amazing uh, organization. Uh, prior to the pandemic, uh, they would be doing a, uh, an event on the west side to raise funds for the organization. And I volunteered for that. And occasionally they'll send out an alert asking volunteers to help them find a lost pet. Mm. So there were situations where I was helping a group scour the city trying to find a lost pet. Oh, wow. Uh, so, you know, while it is certainly difficult to find time in your busy schedule where you're building a business, you're an entrepreneur. The concept of giving back is an important one.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I feel like that's probably a great point to end on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before we part ways, any uh, parting advice for those aspiring entrepreneurs out there? Just the hard work.
2: The old axiom is that when you're doing something that you love, it's not work.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: It really is so true. You, You have to find your niche. You have to find something that you really believe in and you can dedicate yourself to. Because almost anything, you'll be able to leverage to be able to create a life for yourself doing. Mm -hmm. But if you can't dedicate yourself doing that, it's very difficult to be successful.
0: Great. All right. Great words to end on. Thank you both. Thank you. This was great.
1: Likewise. Thank you.
0: All right. So if you're in the tri-state area and looking for your dream home, we encourage you to contact the New Dow Landisman team. With their vast experience and commitment to excellence that you just heard all about, you will be in good hands. You can check out their website here in the show notes or Google New Dow Landisman. That's N-E-W-D-O-W-L-A-N-D-I-S-M-A-N. Or you can visit their website at, this is a little complicated, so you might want to get a pen out, or again, just check the show notes, but the website is www.compass.com slash agents slash newdow dash landisman. Thanks as always for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, why not share it with your friends and colleagues on LinkedIn? Don't forget to subscribe to Damn Good Brands today, available everywhere you listen.